0: Good morning, Hill City Church. Stand with us this morning. Gonna worship God.
1: Good morning. How are you guys doing? I know we're in a new spot. A new spot. They had to do some changes in the other room. So we're here. We call this the merge service. Every fifth Sunday of, uh, of, uh, of the quarter, we come together just to worship together as family. I think it's super, super important for our children, our family, and to see one another uh, worship. It's not something that Uh, As parents and as leaders and as adults, we, we lead the worship of God into the next generation. I believe that's pretty much the most important role that we have is to push what we know of God, our relationship with God, the next generation and it starts with our family it starts in our workplace it starts from us from a a personal move to a corporate move and that's what we're doing today we are we're personally and corporately worshiping God together as children as adults all as children of God loved by him so welcome if you're a guest thank you for being here just so glad that you came and uh and just uh man just enter into worship guys Uh, it says that we love God with all our heart our mind, our soul, and our strength. And and, and and in strength, we actually have to worship God in movement. The way God made us is not just only in our mind. Like, I'm thinking about worshiping God in, in, in grandeur, right? But there has to be emotive, emotion, some spirit, some some worship in strength. It's in all of us, in, 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 in the wholeness, in holistically, we worship God. And I, I want you guys to enter in that way and bring your kids in that way too bring bring the person next to you sometimes they don't sometimes if we're new or you're new to uh to a church like this we, you don't know what to do next you know and and other people bring us in into a deeper understanding of worship knowing God and it's not just emotionality because emotions are in all of us that's how God made us so we worship God even in our emotions so let's do that together God bless you guys
2: Good good bye to you all
0: And receive that by the Spirit of God today over your life. He wants good things for your life, He wants miracles for your life. All you have to do is reach out and take it today. Say, I believe in you, God. I believe you can do anything today, Lord Jesus. We honor you in this place today, Lord Jesus. The God who was dead. You gotta say, like you believe it. He's the God who brings the dead. Come on, He brings the dead to life. The God of miracles. He's the
2: God of miracles. The God who wants and to come. We serve tonight!
0: today. I know it's a little unconventional because of where we are, but I don't care because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and God inhabits the praises of his people and we're his people and we carry his presence, right? So it doesn't matter which place surrounds us because the presence of God is in here. And so today, if you have something in your life, a need in your life, would you just raise both of your hands as a symbol of surrender to God today? Just have, have faith in this atmosphere. Have faith in God. God knows what you need. God knows right where you are. I'm going to pray over you today. I'm going to pray for you today. Lord, I pray the Spirit of God would come surround each and every person in this place in this room right now by the power of Jesus Christ, we are covered in his blood, and nothing by any means can harm us. God, I pray that anything that is standing in our way today of being more faithful to you with our finances, of being more faithful to you with uh, our family, with our job, with just surrendering everything that we have to you, I bind it up right now in the name of Jesus and I release it out of this place. No more sickness, no more hurting, no more depression, no more anything that is of the enemy must leave under the power of the Holy Spirit, must leave in the name of Jesus Christ, cannot stand in the presence of God. So we surrender those things right now in the name of Jesus. We surrender those things in this atmosphere because they cannot stand in the name of Jesus. Any thoughts of suicide, leave now in the name of Jesus. Any thoughts that you are not good enough, you are not who God made you to be, Leave now in the name of Jesus. I speak purpose over every single person in this place. I speak life over every single person in this place. I rebuke the spirit of death. I speak life, I speak peace, I speak joy, I speak happiness in those places. We believe it in abundance in the name of Jesus. We receive it right now. We believe you're the God of miracles, that you can do anything, God. So we step into the realm of faith right now, knowing who you are, knowing that you will complete your work that you have started. And we believe it in the name of Jesus. Church, can we stand together one more time in this place and raise the name of God high with our faith lifted like no other time in this place? Can we do that right now? Come on, listen. More time. Sing, I believe. Sing, I believe in you. I believe in you.
2: You're the God of miracles.
1: Pray for the offering. I, did they already pass that out? Or okay, they're up there. I'm gonna pray for the offering. Uh, offering is where uh, part of our worship is uh, just being generous. In our generosity, we get to uh, bless uh, uh, the. Uh, we got to bless urban outreach. I didn't get to be here for that, and we get to bless. Uh, uh, moments where people are struggling. There's all sorts of ways that we as a congregation want to bless our city and people and lives and in, in ministry and missions. We have given it to Ethiopia, to Haiti, all over the place. And we are continually being generous. And, uh, and just like any other organization, as you give, that we function off that. And we thank you for your generosity. And I pray that your generosity changes lives. And that's what we're doing. We're investing into people, kids, and, and humans and uh, for, for the glory of God and for the good of others. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this moment, Lord God. We believe in you, God. It's not a place, it's not it's not a person Lord God, it's it's you God, that you are with us, Lord God and we ask of you, Lord God, and in this morning as we give in our generosity Lord out of, out of the things that we actually make Lord God out of our hard work, Lord God, we give the first to you, Lord God, saying Lord, we trust in you even in our in our in our goods, Lord God. and I pray Lord Jesus that you would uh, just be with us this morning. As we hear your word, we will you be with the families this morning and you heal hearts and you bring freedom and joy into lives. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, amen. God bless you and your giving. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So uh, Candace was talking a little about uh, baptism. This is interesting. There's a lot of place to walk here. Usually I have a box to walk in. And this is a lot bigger. Uh, But Candace talked about baptism. And baptism is this. If you want to get down to it, it's not just something we do. Uh, First of all, it is something we do out of obedience. Jesus said, repent and be baptized. And so when we repent, repent, what I'm going to talk about today is when we understand that we need God in our lives, that we, he is Lord of our lives, we get baptized. That's what we do. And baptism is a confession of faith saying that there was a life that I used to live and I no longer am I living that way. That is baptism. It's, it's, it's not this weak stuff. It's all out. In, in the Bible, they, they would baptize in the Jordan River, which was like the marketplace. Being baptized, Baptizing the Jordan River is like being baptized on in the 16th Street Mall in front of everyone and saying, there's a new way of living for me. There's a new path that I'm taking, and I'm not going back to this old way of living. That's baptism. It's not this sim. It's not this little thing we do. It's a big move of faith. And so, if you are wanting to move in faith, and you are saying, you know what? Forget the way of the past. I'm being reborn into Christ. A new way to live. That's baptism. Sign up and do it. Bring everyone around you and saying, this is my life. God. God is uh, Jesus is Lord. He has saved me, and I know that my life is. For, uh, for his purpose, his story, that the way I work is for his glory, the way I love is for his glory. I represent something brand new. It's his way. And, and, and we can go into details of what it means to live new life, but we're going to continue. But I want to talk about that even next week. So, uh, so if you are wanting to be baptized, please sign up. Be bold. It's a move of faith, but it's a move of letting Jesus know that he is Lord of your life, even above how you're feeling, even above, like, being in front of people. It's saying, man, I'm all in. Say all in. That's what it's about. So, yeah, thank you. I love all the voices today. Yeah, see, the kids participate. The adults, it's like 25% all in, all in, all in. The kids are like all in because they're all in they're all in. See, I'm just glad to be back. I've been gone for the last two weeks, and I'm excited to share this message, and, and we're continuing in this series called uh, Summer Jams, and it's the deep cuts, and it's, it's, it's the hits of, of the Bible, and if you don't know what the Psalms are, the Psalms are music, they're prayers, they're poetry that people wrote in in when they were uh, they were moved by God. They would write about uh, the things that they're going through. It's an honest, honest expression. Of what they're actually facing in life so that we know that in the beginning of the Old Testament it's the law and it's the information and in the, in the middle from Job and and Psalms and Proverbs Ecclesiastes it's the expression of how God has changed our lives that's how you should think about when you're reading the Bible it's actually set in a way to read it in that way and then you'll see the. the and I shouldn't go into too deep of this Ken's like look at me the kids are here John the kids are here then the prophets and the minor prophets are or an expectation of what God is doing in Jesus Christ. So the Bible brings the fall of man. He brings the law to bring order and and, and to restore. And then he brings the the books of poetry to show how it looks like in regular life to to be face to face with God. Then he brings the prophets to reveal Jesus. Then Jesus calls us to be redeemed and he redeems us. And and the New Testament is writing of how Jesus is putting the church together to restore the world. Do you know that you and I, we're not here just in the world to live we are a part of the restoration of jesus there's a mission for you and me your children every one of us we are not existing when we say we're all in we're saying jesus i'm part of the restoration we know there's a fallen world but you're building it back to the way it should be and we're a part of that The way you do your family, the way you are at work, the way we love God, the way we love others, it's we're restoring how it should be. And one day when Jesus comes back, there will be a full restoration of what it's going to be. And it's not the end of it all either. I believe it's just the beginning. But the greatest challenge of any Christian, anyone who's a follower of Jesus, is trust. Say trust. Say it loud. Trust. Trust is hard, right? See, this is, it's interesting about trusting God because trusting God is this. Trusting myself is I know from here to there. Like I know my life. I know what I've been through. I know the information that I have, but trusting God is this. I believe I'm trusting God that he knows from beginning to end he knows my whole story he created me so I'm going to trust him and he knows the way of joy for your life some of us we live life and we we are and I, I read some quotes but we're halfway in and halfway out and it's one of the most frustrating things about walking in our faith when we're half in so pretend this is a line right this is just more dark, right? We're half in, half out, and we're walking this fence, and we're not trusting God fully. We're trusting, oh man, I'm going to look weird in culture. I'm not going to trust God fully. Uh, I, you know, I I love Jesus, but I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to be too loving of Jesus. So we walk this weird line, and it's very frustrating. And baptism is actually a sign saying I, I don't walk the line. I'm not walking the line. It's not, it doesn't mean that you're a weird Christian, right? It doesn't mean that you, don't, you get all weird. It means that you stand for something. It means that you love deeper than you've ever loved before. And you care for the world, and you care for people that you love more than you've ever have before. So we're continuing on that, trusting that Jesus knows better than us. So we're going to read this together. I hope they put it up. It's going to be Psalms 51, 10 to 12, and then verse 17. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation today. And so Psalms 51. All right. We love the Word of God because the Word of God reveals Jesus. And as we trust in the Word, I believe it will absolutely transform your life. But you have to trust it. We can't just memorize something and hope it changes us. We got to walk in it. You got to walk in it. All right. Walk in it. Psalms 51. I'm going to read from verse 10. It says this, create in me a clean heart. Read with me. Create in me a clean heart. All right, read with me again. Create in me a clean heart. Oh God, renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Next one. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Verse 17. It's a jump. I'll read it from here. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, oh God. And that's the word of God. That's the word of God. Breathe that in. Today, our passage takes us to a man. His name is David. Anyone know who David is? Yeah, he was the king. Who else was he? David. Yeah, David's right there, too. Who is the David in the Bible? Any, anyone? What, tell me about Just yell it out. Tell me about David in the Bible. He's a shepherd. What else? He defeated a giant right there. There we go. Yeah. He, he sang songs, right? He wrote songs. There's a lot of things that we know. He was the son of Jesse. He was the runt of the bunch. So if you're the youngest one and the runt of the bunch, welcome to the life of David, right? And it is David. And if you don't remember David, this, that's who he was. He was the guy who knocked down giants. But we also recognize that David loved God with his whole heart. But we also have to see that David failed miserably he went big and he failed big right sometimes you go big and you fail big but that was david he messed up big times, many times he had something i would call a heart problem heart failure it's not like a heart attack but on the inside of his heart he did wicked in the eyes of god he sinned against god even though he was so good there was another side of him that was so messed up you ever feel like that Yeah, there's parts of you that are so good and you're like, oh, I'm doing it so right. And then out of nowhere, there's a part of you that's so messed up. It is like, who is that person? You ever like, you're like, I can't believe. Have you ever responded and you say to yourself, who was that? Like, what was that? What was in me? It's because there's something in all of us. There's No matter how good we say that we are, no matter how disciplined we can get, and the more disciplined we can get better at it, right? It takes effort. It takes it takes actually stopping and thinking, like, why did I do that? When was the last time you did something that you hated on the inside and you actually stopped and said, why did I do that? Sometimes I feel like we don't actually work through some of the deep things that we that protrude out of our life. Something comes out of our life and we say, oh, that's, oh, that, that's you know, I, I just messed up. It's a little thing. But we don't actually look into it. We don't actually like, what, what went wrong? And then when other people do it, we look at them and we're like, man, they are messed up, right? And it, it's funny that way. That's, we're, we're built in an interesting way that way. But that was David. He messed up big, and he writes this poetry of Psalms 51. And you guys should read the whole thing, but I wanted to narrow it down to a couple verses because I knew we had kids here. I didn't want to read a whole chapter with them. But it, it, he says, David says to God, I've, I've sinned against you. And there's moments he says, you only have I sinned against. Because we can bring forgiveness. We can ask for forgiveness from one another. But there's a darkness in us. And he's like, I'm sinned against you, God. And he says, create in me a clean heart. Say that with me. Create in me a clean heart. It's interesting that God has to clean the heart. Think about that. We can try to clean the heart, but David understands the darkness that he's facing is that only his maker could create in him a clean heart, right? He can't do it himself. I want you to listen to a song. It's it's by one of my favorite artists. It's the Beebster, right? And I want you to listen to a song. It's called Purpose, but it's very Psalms 51. Very Psalms 51, if you can play that. For all you Bieber fans, just listen to these words. I love them. Feeling
3: like I'm breathing my last breath. Feeling like I'm walking my last steps. Look at all of these tears I've wept. Promises that I've kept I put my all into your hands Here's my soul to keep I let you in with all that I can You're not hard to reach And you bless me with the best gift That I've ever Give me purpose Yeah, you've given me Purpose Thinking my journey's come To an end oh. Sending Out a farewell to my Friends For a peace you to forgive me for my sins oh would you please i'm more than grateful for the time we spent my spirits at ease
1: Let's play that last part. Nah. He's just confessing. He's confessing his sins. It's really interesting when you listen to this song. It's very Psalms fifty one. If you read Psalms fifty one and then you listen to Justin Bieber's purpose, I was like, it's very similar. And I'm like, and he has a really pretty voice. And I'm like, this guy is uh, the same guy who wrote uh, who, who, he sang so many crazy songs, and then he sings purpose. And then it fits exactly how David lived. There's a part of him that drives him crazy, and there's a part of him that's honest before God. Isn't that in all of us? Isn't that in all of us? Have you ever done something that you felt guilty for? Maybe someone no, no, none of, no one else knows, but you know, and you've been carrying it around, and every day it gets heavier. Think about this for a moment. Every day gets heavier. And I talk to you just about that, those moments where we respond and we react or a thought comes to our mind and, and we don't actually pay attention to it and we don't actually deal with it. There's things in our past that has happened to us and that we, when we don't deal with it, we actually are just amounting more pressure, more things. I call it baggage. I need, I need like a, a kid to help me carry something. This is my uh, backpacking bag, and uh, I carry this up a mountain for miles and miles because I think it's awesome. I don't, so if you guys like backpacking, this is my bag here. And, and as, can someone help me? So, any hands of someone helping me? Let me. Right here. Isaiah will help me. All right. Give Isaiah a hand. This is called baggage, right? It's baggage. Go ahead, walk around. Go walk some stairs. Just don't fall. That thing is as big as him, right? So uh, my kids and I, we like to go backpacking and we go up a mountain. I carry something like that, probably about 50 pounds. And 50 pounds doesn't sound much, sound like a lot, but when you do 21 miles with 50 pounds, it sucks. <laughs> I don't know how else to have it. It's horrible. It just gets so heavy. And uh, I know Angel wants to go. He's like, uh, I'm in, I'm in. But there's moments you're like, this is so much pain. But I feel like that's with us. There's, we, when we carry baggage all around, this is how we look in the spiritual. We look, oh, everything, oh, I'm doing good. I got my hat on, and I'm feeling good. But we're walking around with this baggage, and it's really hard for us to see. It's easy for us to see other people's mess, but it's really hard for us to see our own mess. Because once again, I go back to that one thought, we are not very self-aware. We, we don't live in a culture of self-awareness. We live in a culture of fast pace, get on with it, get over it, and, and, and we read these self-help books, just keep on going, don't deal with it, don't deal, you know. but we, we got to deal with our past. At some point, it catches up with you, right? How's that feel, is it still feeling good? yep yep it's feeling that good and i didn't put much in there i bet that's like 25 pounds and it can get really really bad and everyone in the military laughs because they've done that for 100 miles right they're like uh, oh yeah a rucksack that's easy that's easy but for me i cry at some point i'm like my feet hurt my back hurts, my shoulder hurts, I think of all this stuff, but we walk around, and, and, and David's, see, King David knows something's wrong, he feels heavy, he feels dirty, he's weighed up, and he's like, this is too much, and he tried to fix himself, and I believe, you, and you can put it down right here, yeah, just dump it, just throw it on the ground, that's what I do, yeah, I just chuck it once I get to my spot. I just throw it on the ground. I say, thank God. And I sit by the river. I put my feet in the river. And that's, how, that's what I do. So, so you might enjoy that. You might not. But David, he knew something was wrong because he, he knew that he was pretending for so long. And if you read Psalms 51, you can understand how he's talking. And if you were honest today, and this is maybe this is shifting a little bit, who has a messy who has a messy room? Who has a messy room? Any kids? You guys have a messy room, right? Some of some you guys some some messy parents are pointing at children. You got a messy room. Yeah. Oh man. And you're like, it's not messy. I know where things are. It's under that. You you have like both. It's funny sometimes you 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 don't even put your clothes in the drawers. Like I can tell you right now, my clothes. See, Candace is like shifting her head up and down. My clothes is not in my drawers. So they've been folded. They're ready. And for some reason, they can't make it that one foot from the from the laundry basket. To, to the into my dresser i don't know why so i live out of my little laundry basket i'm like and candace always shakes her head at me yeah right? yeah you too yeah i'm just like i don't know why it's so hard to move from here to here right but some of us we have messy rooms at home right some of you know some of your parents are looking at kids and some kids are looking at parents it's like you got the messy room right but the funny thing about a messy room is that if you live long enough in the mess, it no longer seems messy. It seems normal, isn't it? Messy can become normal. We adapt quickly, and soon you don't even notice. Even the stuff, even though there's stuff everywhere, which doesn't make it better, and I say this, and, and, and take this with me. Thank God for people like mom and dad and friends and teachers that are bold enough, that love us enough to call us on our mess. Thank God for them. I know they seem like our enemies sometimes. I know even as little kids, you're like, mom always wants me to claim, dad always. I know they might seem like they don't like us and they're pointing things out in our life that we don't like, but who wants, who wants that battle? No one wants the battle that way. They, they talk to you because they love you you know what the worst thing can be? The worst thing is if you push enough people away and that you have no one to actually tell you the truth. That is the worst place to be in. Thank God for people who love you enough to tell you the truth. See, according to the Bible, we all have messy rooms. It says in Romans three twenty-three, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means we all fall short. And what, what is sin? Sin is an action and belief at its core that says, I am my own God. I know you don't say that. You don't say, I am my own God. But we act like it in our control. We act like it. We say, I know better. I'll do it my way. I know better than God. I know better than the Bible. I know better than everyone. And what we're really saying is, there's no God above me which was the only sin really found in the Bible. The sin of Adam and Eve was not just disobedience. The sin of Adam and Eve to the sin, every sin we commit, is us saying, I know better than you, God. That's it. At the core of every sin is, is self-worship. The core of every sin is, I want it my way. It's, you see it in babies, right? Uh, the, uh, the, I love when they come to an age and they say the word, mine, right? Right? Mine. Oh, man. Parents love that. Mine, 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 mine. You're going to get it. You're going to get two minds at the same time. Mine, mine. Mine, mine. And they're going to argue over what's mine. It's going to be intense. They have twins down here, right? They're going to have two minds at the same time. It's going to be, you're going to love it. You will. You're going to scream and then come back and scream and come back. But that's the sin of humanity. Mine. I want to do it my way. When Adam and Eve were given such a beautiful place, they said it could be better. Mine. I want to do it my way. And I believe when we sin against God or when we sin against others, it's because I want something for me more than I want something for you. Right? Mine. That's the sin in the Bible. So what does God do for us? What does God do when we say mine, 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 mine? He gives us free will and he says, go for it. And sometimes when God says go for it, it's the worst thing that can happen to us. Getting it your way might be the worst thing that you could do. And some of us know because we look into our past and we're like, I wish I didn't do it my way. I remember saying, I wish I would have listened to my parents. I know, I know, you'll wish that one day. And, and I was, Romans 1:21 says, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas Of what god is like and i want to say this last part for all the kids and for all the adults and we'll be soon but i know that we think a lot of us we might not say out loud that i am god but i want to ask you who lies to you more than you lie to yourself right who has given you the worst advice led you to the worst places who has told you the worst things about yourself like oh man I believe some of, when when we get down to it, it's us. We tell ourselves some of the worst things. That's how I am. I don't know about you, Paul, but I tell myself some of the worst things to myself. I can be my worst enemy. And God is trying. God's word, God's love, God's son is all about showing us, man, I know a better way for you. I know a better way for you. So as we are closing today, David realizes this, and he realizes he is in need of a Savior. He does. And he writes in Psalms 51, Do not take me away from your presence, and do not take your spirit from me, but restore to me the joy of your salvation, because salvation comes from you. You see that flip? It used to be that I could do it myself. I could forgive myself. Then he says, no, create in me a clean heart. Only you could do it. Only you could give me your spirit, and only you could give me joy. For salvation, God. And you see, He humbles Himself. See, repentance is not for God. Repentance is for you. When we sing up here, singing is not for God. He has way better angels that sing, He has a better stereo system. He's not in a gym listening to worship. I believe most of our worship unto God is for us. He's like, I know the best thing for you is to submit your life and worship me. You might not understand it because it seems so backwards, but I want you to just unleash because you're holding all this back and saying, oh, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that. But I know the best thing for you is to be all in on worship. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. There are moments where you're singing and you are so free. The words that come out of your mouth that are the words of God, it starts to heal your heart. It starts to heal your mind. It starts to bring you joy. Then we come next week and say, I'm not going to do that again. God doesn't need our worship. God doesn't need our prayers. God doesn't need our repentance. God does not need you and me. He delights to be with us. He wants to be with us. That's totally different. we I don't want you to ever look at God and say, you need me. You want this from me. He doesn't need anything from you, but he does want you. He wants your worship because you need worship. He wants your prayers because you need prayers. He wants you to come after him and go all in, not because he needs it. The person that needs it is you and me. And when we find ourselves in that place, abandoned to God, there is an unleashing of God's presence and an unleashing of God's freedom. And your sins get cast away and Jesus gets lifted up and then it just changes the atmosphere that's what it means to come to god and say create in me a clean heart only you can do it restore right spirit let me be right with people right here and but the first one i need to get right is, is you god i need you god i need you so the next time you come into this room kids adults understand your worship Is Yes, it goes unto God, but it will set you free. Yes, your prayers and your longing for God. You think, oh, God wants me. God needs me. Man, he doesn't need none of it. He desires you like his kid, Pam. He's like because i love you so much i want you to enter in and understand what it means to be filled with my holy spirit i want you to understand what it means to be free from sin i want you to understand what it means to have joy unspeakable and full of glory that's what it means to walk with god and it takes us crossing the line and saying i don't need to walk that way i'm going to trust god that he knows the best for my life that's what it means to walk in christ that's what even baptism represents I'm i'm going your way, God. I'm going your way. Let's stand. Heavenly Father, be with us right now, God. Be with us. With our heads bowed, I'm going to just speak David's Psalm over you again. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me, but restore me, God, to the joy of your salvation, God. If you're in this place today and you need to repent, not to the church, not the people, but you know that there are things in your life and only you know that keep you from God. And if that's you, you don't even need to raise your hands, but deal with it right now, God. I, I see this. I've been so busy. I've been putting money in front of you. I've been putting relationships in front of you. I've been putting this, that, and the other thing. And I've been lost in the chaos of parenting. I've been so busy. And you know that. But I've forgotten to come to you and say, God, you come first because you give me wisdom. You give me leading, God. If that's you, just repent right now, God. Just repent. God, forgive me. You created me a clean heart. And for the rest of us, we have to understand that Jesus came and died and rose again so that we can come and have new life and rise with him. If you need a savior today, if you're in this room and you need God to save your heart and you've been listening to what I've been listening to was saying and you're saying, man, it resonates in my spirit. There's because we're all spirit too. We are physical, we are mental, but we are spirit. And if that's you, and you sing, "I need to get right with God, I need, I need, I need Jesus in my life," just raise your hands. I want you to respond. I need Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I need Jesus. You can put your hands down. Heavenly Father, I pray for every hand that was raised in the name of Jesus. Set them free and set your spirit within them, Lord God, and let them understand and let them. Lord, walk in the fullness of life and the fullness of joy that you have for them. But it comes by trusting you and going back to you just like David over and over again. Repentance is maturity. It's not just for new Christians or people who are new to the faith. It's for mature people. And if we have been walking with Jesus for a while and we have not repented in a while, man, think about that. That that shows your maturity. So think about it right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for the rest of us, God, restore to us the joy of your salvation and put the right, restore the right spirit within us today. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you. Thank you, guys. God bless you guys. If you guys need prayer, we're always up here to pray for you. But thank you for coming on such a crazy day. Get to know one another. If you need to get baptized, please sign up online. And on August 12th, know that there's not going to be any morning service, but we'll have a night service of worship around the fire. All right, God bless you guys.